Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. All right, before we dive into this delicious man meat happy hour wow, with Glenn Kirshner and David Jolly. Mm. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, I'm just saying, you know what you want to dig into? OmahaSteaks.com. They've been way ahead of this COVID, right? It's safe to, it comes to your door in your its own freezer yep. with dry yeah. ice. and Okay. And you get the best quality. You don't get super supermarket substitutions. It's just a thing, right? You get quality T-bones. Okay, these you yes. get real quality, the best quality protein. I'm a pescatarian, so I love all the fish and seafood and all of that stuff. It's amazing. Check this out right now, though. If you're a Korg 2000 BC meat eater, like Tasmanian devil over there, yep. go to omahasteaks.com. If you type Stephanie in that search bar, you get the butcher's best sellers package. Check out how much food you get. Check this out. You get four of those unbelievable filet mignons, four of those unbelievable burgers, save four savory pork chops, four kielbasa sausages, four rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets, and then they chuck in four premium chicken breasts and four of those burgers. For free. For free. That is a lot of food. It's all primo quality, and I'm telling you, it is 50% off right now. OmahaSteaks.com, enter that promo code VOICES in the search bar. You save 50%. You heard me right. OmahaSteaks.com, type VOICES in the search bar. 50% off all of that premium food. OMG from the company that's bringing people together for over 100 years. They're all about unity, not this fake unity they talk about in D.C. (laughs) OmahaSteaks.com, type VOICES in that search bar. Well, happy, happy hour, everybody. This has been a confusing week for me, right? With impeachment to electric boogaloo. Oh. And am I Mrs. Stacey Pleskett or am I possibly Mrs. Glenn Kirchner? It's a, it's a hard, there's a lot going on. Or am I going to be killed by my own sex robot? We That's can, entirely possible, too. <laughs> yeah. It's been a year without human touch, people. <laughs> and David Jolly with daddy issues for you. Oh, my God. So many daddy issues with David Jolly, a former Republican congressman mm-hmm. and man from Florida. <laughs> and we got to talk to him about what the fuck, what the actual fuck, fuck. with Florida, David. Yeah. You're going to kill us all. Either, I'm going to make a prediction, either Florida or sex robots are going to kill us all after COVID. Just saying. That, wow, this got dark. Yeah. Plausible. That's why I need, I was holding out for a hero, and that would be Glenn Kirshner. <laughs> okay. Hashtag justice is coming. And that's not all that's coming. Mm-hmm. 
What? Stephanie. What? He makes me feel good that Donald Trump is going to be pro- criminally prosecuted if he is not convicted in the Senate of impeachment because uh, for impeachment because Republicans are cowards and this is beyond impeachment. Mm-hmm. These are yeah. criminal. God bless. I'm going to I'm going to be the lady from George's the attorney general from George's wife. If it kills me if Mrs. Pless, if I'm not Mrs. Pleskett. I have a lot of options, people. Uh, yeah, but none of my, them know you exist. Okay, well, there's in my mind, but at least they're options. Now, I'm sure now they know you exist because Chris, they've called security. Right, Chris. Now a warning? Now. <laughs> right. She's like, oh, the creepy girl on the radio that uh, has a crush on me? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> People always know me eventually, not for good reason. No. Okay. Restraining orders. <laughs> okay. Yeah, restraining orders tend to jog one's memory. All right, listen. Yeah. I'm all happy, Clappy, because our uh, the impeachment managers did an amazing job this week. Uh, the Democrats, I'm so proud of them, each and every one of them. We had diversity, right? Yep. Travis, hey, nerd. They were all like different, diverse superheroes, weren't they? It I was know. like the, it, it was like the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, just right. Gay, Asian, black woman, black man. Yep. Jewish Latino. Man, white, white man, Latino man. Yes. Fantastic, and they just all presented an amazing, compelling case. And I don't know, Trump's lawyers suck oh my god yeah they suck right well oh. we're about to find out how much they suck really one time i had an onion on my desk. i don't okay i don't it's but they have a bad case a bad client and it, what can you do what can you do well, you know <laughs> we talked to glenn kirshner about it we talked to david jolly about it and everything like my normal relationship was going great with david jolly and he fucking brings up taxes and yeah. i didn't have time to, to fight with him and then have makeup sex and it's a whole thing we've already gotten the cards and letters about that so you don't need yes. to send them again thank you I didn't know he was going to throw me that curveball at the end. It was all we could agree on about hating Trump. And then suddenly, don't you agree lower taxes stimulate? I'm like, what? No, what? No. Hey, hey. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm all for your third party idea if it only takes Republicans. Otherwise, Democrats are the big 10 party. (laughs) Third party. Yes, take your Republican friends and go. As long as you cock block Republicans and they never get elected again, I'm fine with that. Okay. Anyway, should we get to the show? Oh, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> what did I say just yesterday? What? I channel him, I name drop him when he's not here. Glenn Kirshner tweeted the House managers, impeachment prosecutors are proving Trump's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. I, for one, don't care about the outcome of the impeachment hearing. Donald Trump must be prosecuted in a court of law for his crimes against the U.S. and, and we, the people. Hashtag justice matters, which led me to say what, Travis? Get me Glenn Kirshner. God, make Glenn Kirshner. Oh, for God's sakes, Grandpa! Really, uh, this morning of all mornings, you I'm don't have to. Not happen. in the box. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think this uh, this COVID Zoom thing's working out very well, don't yeah. you think? <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Okay, Glenn, we're we're new at this. I've only been doing this thirty years. Don't worry, we'll get it together. <laughs> Thank God, former U.S. Attorney Glenn Kirshner is here. Get me Glenn Kirshner. Glenn Kirshner. Former thirty-year federal prosecutor Glenn Kirshner. I can listen to him talk all day. Answered the call for his country once again. MSNBC legal analyst Glenn Kirshner. On the Stephanie Miller show all day. Pearson blue eyed. Glenn Kirshner. We got that Glenn Kirshner now and I feel okay. Glenn, I apologize about your jingle and that I have a cat filter on, but let's. But <laughs> <laughs> so you are not a cat. Let's talk. I am not a cat. Let's talk justice. Um, you are absolutely right. Um, and then on cue comes the Georgia uh, Attorney General, who I don't know if you saw on Rachel last night, but this is what we've been talking about. I, you don't even need to be a lawyer to go. This, no, this is illegal. This is criminal. This is not, as you said, that this. 
This must so frustrate you as a prosecutor that this is not a normal trial, that you have the, you know, the, the jurors talking, strategizing with the, the defense lawyers, and you have 15 jurors just not show up. I mean, what, what happens, Glenn, in a, in a regular trial if jurors go, I don't feel like listening today? Well, it's a perfect question because we actually had a murder trial where we discovered that one of the jurors was communicating with the defendant's lawyer during the course of the trial, trying to help him out. We prosecuted her. We prosecuted that juror and she ended up in prison. I understand a political hearing is is a uniquely um, political or, or an impeachment hearing is a uniquely political animal, right? The, the, the rules of convention when it comes to criminal trials yeah. do not apply, but the principles are the same. The jurors ought not be corrupt. The jurors ought not be in league or in bed with the defendant's lawyers, but that's what we have. And, and, and Steph, you know, angry doesn't begin to describe it. I, I tweeted out yesterday, as you said, um, that I, I almost don't care. Yeah. I don't care what happens in the impeachment trial because Donald Trump needs to be indicted, convicted, tried, and imprisoned for all of the crimes against the American people. And it looks like maybe Georgia will be the first one out of the gates, dropping an indictment on his head. And Steph, once that first indictment drops, the dam will break. And states are now going to be running to the grand juries to indict Donald Trump so all of the states can say, me too, me too, we're going to hold this criminal accountable. I got a little thrill up my leg. I, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> um, but, you know, I feel like his, well, first of all, you're in bad shape when your defense lawyer suggests arresting you, which, I mean, that's his lawyer did. I, and I feel like the, yeah. they're daring us. And I, I'm like, okay, yes, the impeachment is the first order of business. It's their duty. But, but then, yes, it, this is criminal. But you know what they'll say? Oh, we don't. In fact, Chris Christie said this to my face. And I remember, Travis, I saw him, uh, what was it, backstage somewhere. Oh, I, was, I was with Malcolm Nance. And he, he, I said, this guy's going to jail. And he goes, we don't put former presidents in jail. I'm like, this one's going to jail. Because that's what they'll say. It's like, oh, well, that was for impeachment. Now they say, oh, no, this is for a criminal trial. And then when we indict him, he'll, they'll say, oh, no, well, they, we don't do that to former presidents, right? Yeah, that, that's the bait and switch. First of all, my condolences for having to come face yeah. to face with Chris Christie. I, I poked, him in, the I poked that, him in the chest. Uh, like, it, it, look, this was a calculation. I mean, his attorneys, they're not good at this lawyering thing. We've yeah. seen that. But it was a calculation when his lawyer said, oh, you know what? Donald Trump can be criminally indicted for this conduct. Therefore, he shouldn't be impeached or you shouldn't vote guilty in an impeachment proceeding. And then when he's indicted, you know his new criminal defense attorney, who he will also not be paying, will argue, no, 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 no. Donald Trump shouldn't be criminally indicted for this. He should have been convicted in the impeachment right. trial. <laughs> this is an easy, obvious, transparent bait-and-switch argument. Yeah. Can I get through what his uh, lawyer is going to say today without you vomiting? We'll see. Because I, I did. I threw up a little bit. Um, David Schoen um, <laughs> says his client was quite offended by the raft of evidence shown by House managers uh, that many of his insurrectionists believe they were acting on his orders. Uh, he offered an assessment of Trump's mood. Let me explain how many flying I give about that right now. But he said the president <laughs> is very upbeat. He has condemned the violence and doesn't in any way want to be associated with what happened in this violent incident. He has condemned the people involved and obviously quite offended at being tied to it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Oh. Really? 
I mean, I, they're going to take the one time he said peaceably, at, at, right, yeah. in, in an 11,000 word speech and not the 25 times he said fight. I mean, I, where do you even start with this stuff? About he condemned yeah. the violence not till an entire day later when he was forced into it, right? Yeah, Steph, think about this. We learned during the course of the week that Donald Trump spent fifty million dollars from his legal defense fund to put on this Donald Trump production, right? right. To organize it, to encourage people to come to D.C. He then riled them up. They were basically a loaded gun in his hand, and he pointed the mob at the Capitol and he fired. And, you know, this is his responsibility from start to finish. Here's the one question I would ask. Is there anybody foolish enough to believe that absent Donald Trump organizing this, orchestrating it and paying $50 million to make it happen? Do we think Donald Trump's supporters would have spontaneously assembled in Washington, D.C. on January 6th and marched on the Capitol to uh, discourage the the members of Congress from um, uh, from certifying the election results. Are you kidding me? I, this yeah. was a Donald Trump production. Yep. And I wanted to ask you about that, which you thought, because uh, uh, Stacey Plaskett brought that out, that, that, you know, he's the one that, when he got involved, the permit was only to the ellipse, not to the Capitol. I mean, Amanda Carpenter, I saved a couple tweets for you. She said, we're not talking enough about how the White House worked with outside groups to change the date and the permit of the riot rally to occur on January 6th and allow people to march to the Capitol. So you're right, the whole thing, as you say, was a Donald Trump production. And, and t- I mean, the timing, I felt like the timeline was almost the most damning thing, wasn't it? All of it. Time of the tweets yeah. and the statements and what it, the call to, t- I mean, how about Senator Tuberville is the one that, you know, confirmed, right, what Mike Lee was trying to pull his stunt over. That, that he yeah. told that, that, yes, they tried to call him in the middle of the riot to slow down the vote. They all had the same aim. The rioters yeah. and Donald Trump. And, makes, and that he which, said, which that makes, he told him the vice president was taken out. And after yeah. that, he tweeted about the vice about the vice president attacking him, right? Yeah, which makes Tuberville and Mike Lee and company um, complicit yeah. in what happened. Because in real time, they were actively engaged in trying to further the criminal interests of Donald Trump. So Merrick Garland, once he's in place, is going to need to investigate all of this. And I see lots of criminal culpability. And let me add as a footnote, when you mention uh, Stacey Plaskett and, and Joe Neguse and, uh, and Jamie Raskin, these people are heroes. Yeah. And I, I was so inspired by the prosecutorial performance of, of these three and all of the other uh, House managers. It was remarkable, it was indisputable. You know, it's inarguable that Donald Trump is guilty of these things, but we've got, you know, 40 some odd compromised jurors, the Republicans, and those jurors are witnesses to the insurrection, victims of the insurrection, and some of them like Cruz, Hawley and others are complicit in the insurrection. So the one thing we're not gonna get is a fair trial. Let's pause this dirty, dirty happy hour. I'm having dirty, dirty thoughts about all the man made and talk about getting clean. 
right? Yeah. The New Deal Shop dot com. You can say this place is clean. This place is clean. Right? Get your clean phone wand, your clean phone pro. Get all that UV light working for you. Disinfect everything. Kills 99.9% of viruses, bacteria, everything. On everything you have, your masks, your phone, your earbuds, your yep. keys, your, uh, your wallet, you name it, right? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And then masks, right? Double masking is all the rage. Yep. Get the right mask, whether you double mask or not. Get the KN95s. That needs to be your base. I do that, and then I do the fashion mask. Right, you guys? Oh, my God. It's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But they're white. They go with everything, and they have the best level of protection. They are the FDA-authorized anti-fraud labeling right on them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're made right here in the U.S. of A. They ship immediately and for free, free. To, yeah, to your home or business. The real deal. I Verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized KN95 masks. Get it. Get that Clean Phone Pro, Clean Phone Wand. Get it all at thenewdealshop.com. That is thenewdealshop.com. Well, I know all these things that would normally matter, right? This headline, Trump advisor said he hasn't shown remorse for the insurrect. Well, of course not. That's one thing you look for in a criminal trial, right? Adv- advisors to Trump say he is still not extra- re- uh, remorse. Um, I-, I love this. Pence, who has plans to keep laying low during impeachment, has not quite patched up his relationship with Trump after mm. what happened. You know how it is. When yeah. a, person, one, a person puts one hit out on you. God, don't get all grumpy why can't he let bygones be bygones right right uh yeah he got his point across at the meeting afterwards the, the meeting with pence and trump um although there were some lingering hard feelings oh god move on trump did not express remorse for putting pence in a harrowing situation at the meeting the source said that's not his style um yeah as for the siege an advisor said trump wanted to see a show of force uh trump likes force he saw people forcefully fighting for him um that lines up with what a former senior white house official said um, that Trump was loving watching the mob. Uh, a source close to Trump's who has discussed the impeachment with him acknowledged the facts are really bad for Trump. Uh, they said the new video was undeniably powerful. When asked if Trump has any remorse, the source laughed and said there's no greater offense to Trump than saying sorry. So mm-hmm. there's nothing that follows a normal trial, right? Of course yeah. he's not no, going he, to... Sh- he, yeah. he hasn't expressed remorse because he is incapable of feeling remorse. The only time I can ever recall him saying the words, I'm sorry was after the Access Hollywood tape when people basically force-fed him those two words and said, if you don't say say these two words, you're done. That's, I think, the only time he's ever apologized. And, of course, he infamously said, I never have to ask God for forgiveness because, you know, I never do anything wrong. Oh, and then he um, said so, later it wasn't him on the tape. That was that 17,000 <laughs> conspiracy theories ago. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there's nothing normal about this trial. There's nothing normal about Donald Trump. And, you know, what I wish people would really um, appreciate is this is a murder trial. Trial, But Donald Trump fired his weapon, the angry mob, on the Capitol, and Brian Sicknick was killed and other people died. This is a murder trial. And the one thing I will say I would do a little bit differently than the House managers is I would call a couple of witnesses, yeah. including the actual victims, the police officers who lost an eye, who, who lost brain function yeah. as a result of being beaten with Trump flags and other things that day. And I would also call the next of kin for Brian Sicknick because a marquee moment, Steph, in every murder trial is when we put the mother or the spouse or the child of the decedent, the person who was killed on the stand. And you know what? The jury gets to see firsthand the kind of loss and devastation yeah. that Donald Trump has done. He's blown holes in the Sicknick family, and he has destroyed the lives of the other officers and civilians who were attacked 
by the mob that day. And I would like to see yeah. the human face of the pain, the suffering and the loss induced by Donald Trump. Glenn, I agree with you. Why do you think they didn't call witnesses? I mean, I was, you know, because when they controlled the Senate, the first impeachment trial, remember how frustrated we all were because they wouldn't allow yeah. witnesses. We were in charge this time. We could have called witnesses. Why didn't we? I assume that they were cowed into it by the Republicans who said, if you call witnesses, we're going to call 100 witnesses. They'll be frivolous. They won't have anything relevant to add to the mix, but it will then blow up into this crazy circus, yeah. a freak show, courtesy of the Republicans. And what does that do, Steph? It derails everything else that we're desperately waiting to have happen, like Merrick Garland getting in place, yeah. so we can start to indict these people. People. Let's pause. Okay. Yeah, Lawrence Tribe said Trump will do it again if given the chance. Just think about that. I, I mean, I think to my, of my friend Adam Schiff. Absolutely right about everything. He, he yeah. will do it again. If we don't stop him, he will do it again. And he, he did. And I think one of the points made, Glenn, is this is an ongoing coup. This is about yeah. preventing. The, the, who said yesterday, do you think this is over? Do you think this Trump-inspired violence is over? I mean, it, this is part of it, is, is stopping it from happening again. And it's, this is an ongoing, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, coup, whatever, right? Yeah. Steph, and Ted Lieu said yesterday, I'm not afraid that he's going to run and win right. in the future. I'm afraid he's going to run and lose right. because look at what that has produced. And, you know, Jamie Raskin w was, was brilliant when he said, listen, if he ends up back in the Oval Office, is there anybody who believes he won't resort to violence again to get what he wants? And if you believe that, are you willing to bet the lives of other police officers on that? Are you willing to bet the lives of your family? Are you willing to bet the future of democracy on that? Of course, he will resort to violence again to get what he wants, which is why I don't care what the impeachment vote is. I want a grand jury to vote to indict him and I want him to go to prison for what he did to yeah. the American people and to the immigrants in our country. And the problem is, this is what I'm afraid of, is they'll say, no, we have to move on unity, blah, blah, blah. I think you're right. It's not obviously the states are already going to be involved. He's going to be prosecuted on a number of levels, Glenn, but I think it's important that the U.S. I mean, I just wonder if Merrick Garland will, if they will, because I don't understand how you just go, oh, well, let's just move on from this, from armed ex insurrection against the United States of America. How do you just go, oh, well, you know? Yeah. So, Steph, remember this. Merrick Garland cut his prosecutorial teeth on prosecuting Mayor Marion Barry for that infamous crack incident years ago. That was in my former office, the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office. Yeah. He then cut his domestic terrorism teeth by supervising the investigation and prosecution into the Oklahoma City bombing case. He is, uh, he's a man who can handle public corruption cases, and he's a man who can handle and has yeah. um, the most dramatic domestic terrorism cases. And you know what Trump has just done? He has married those two things, public corruption and domestic terrorism mm -hmm. yeah. for what he inspired and incited at the Capitol. Merrick Garland, Steph, is the right man for this moment in okay. time. And he's going to get the job done. Okay. Um, I'm perusing my old law school books. And uh, that was the bitch set me up defense was in the Marion Barry. <laughs> it was. Okay. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I've used yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, she has used that. <laughs> <laughs> I live my life by it. <laughs> I mean, you made a good point on Twitter, Glenn, before we go. You said, uh, can we take a minute to celebrate President Biden's decision to leave in place two U.S. attorneys so as not to give even the appearance that he's trying to interfere in investigations? President Biden is giving us honor, honest, honorable, ethical government we deserve. Um, and you say it's flat out inspirational. He, you know, and you know it's BS. The one, you know. 
uh, investigating Hunter Biden's taxes and then John Durham investigating the origins of the Russia investigation. But, you know, but you're right. It, it is something we're not used to. We're like, oh, independence at the Justice Department again. Yeah, Steph, if I can end on this good news story, because this is such a good news story that flew under the radar. Joe Biden is in, in a place now where, like every other president, he's ready to say, OK, I'd like all of the resignations from all of the U.S. attorneys around the country. Mm -hmm. Every administration does that because the U.S. attorneys are presidential appointees and they serve at the pleasure of the president. So the president has every right and it's the expectation that he will come in and ask for the resignation so he can put people in place who share his values and his law enforcement priorities. Joe Biden said, I'm going to be asking for everybody's resignation except two except two U.S. attorneys, the one who is investigating the FBI opening the, the investigation into the Trump campaign, the Trump Russia thing. Why? Because the FBI opened that investigation when President Obama was president and I was vice president. And I don't want anybody yeah. to think I'm interfering in that investigation running its course. And the second one, which is the one that really gave me patriotic goosebumps, Steph, was he said, I am going to leave the U.S. attorney in place in Delaware who's investigating my son because I don't know I don't even want to give the perception of interfering with that investigation Steph this is the government we the people deserve this is the government that we've been longing for for four years God bless Joe Biden yeah. for making that decision yeah. yes and God bless the United States yeah. um, of America um real quick Glenn, I just because I know a lot of people George Conway say rigged equals 15 senators allowed to vote after not showing up to hear the evidence uh, Maddie said, so CNN reporting 15 uh, senators not in attendance. Is that a violation of their oath for the trial? I mean, I don't know what this Mitch McConnell, you know, meeting is about on the floor over there. But can he, could he say you can't vote if you weren't here? I mean, what, what, yeah. They could try to change the Senate rules on the fly or the impeachment rules on the fly. I don't think that would meet with any success. This is a political proceeding. It's not a legal proceeding. Yeah. So they can make up the rules as they go along those un unpatriotic people will be allowed to vote they will not vote their conscience they violate their oaths every day and i expect that they're going to do it again yeah all right well that's not the hashtag justice is coming i wanted to end on but listen <laughs> we got enough <laughs> love you glenn thanks glenn love you staff See, thanks you next guys time. okay Izier, that is A-I-S-I-E-R. What is it? Luxurious modern sleepwear for the independent woman. Their sleepwear is made from 100% washable silk. Oh, silk is known to reduce skin surface moisture loss and limit skin irritation. Best of all, it's comfortable, so lightweight, it feels like a second skin. It'll keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer with a fabric that loves your skin all year round. And in every type of weather, wearing silk to sleep is simply therapy at night. Izier is owned by an amazing woman, a single mom. Their products are made right here in California. You can feel good about supporting a small business delivering high-quality products. Now is the perfect time. Treat yourself or a loved one to something extra special to sleep and lounge in during Izier's Valentine sale. Go to shopizier.com slash discount slash Stephanie. Use the discount code Stephanie, 10% off your order. That's shop, A-I-S-I-E-R.com slash discount slash Stephanie. Use that code Stephanie for 10% off your order. trying forever is going to bring up so many daddy issues. Uh -oh. I'm able to say good morning, former GOP Congressman uh, David Jolly. Hello, David. 
Hey, good morning, Stephanie. Great to be with you. Great to be with you, too. I have worshipped you from afar because... <laughs> oh, come on. Hey, Stephanie, if that is true, why does my buddy Fernando Mondi have his own music, his own his own bumper, and I got nothing? Don't fight. You're both pretty. Now, listen, <laughs> we will jingle you. It's only your first time. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I joke, you bring up my daddy issues, but you know my dad ran for, you know, vice president with Barry Goldwater, was chairman of the Republican Party, was a Nuremberg right. prosecutor I, and I just he's been gone David since 83 but I just I, this is not only not Goldwater's party it's not I mean they would have to the Arizona GOP would have to censure Barry Goldwater now right along with Cindy McCain and everybody else wouldn't they yeah you're absolutely right Stephanie and I think there's a nuance that we've got to pay attention to which is the fights we used to see within the party within the GOP over moderates and conservatives and could the party be a, G a big tent party that big tent conversation was had on the ideological spectrum right is there room for New England Republicans moderate Republicans and Newt Gingrich conservatives that's fine we see that that ideological conversation happen within parties all the time Democrats had their own just after the election between the AOC's and Spanberger what is different in today's Republican Party is they're trying to coalesce a big tent, not around ideologies, but around differing opinions on defensive democracy and on the fundamentals of democratic principles. And in that, that's where they're losing the American people. Now, I would say, unfortunately, they don't suffer from an electoral crisis. They're as competitive as they've ever been. They lost in November, but they're performing very strong. But they do suffer from an identity crisis that if they don't get their hands around this, I don't think they're going to recover from it. They can't expand the coalition from where they are now. Well, as you know, Michael Steele brings up my daddy issues because my dad was chairman of the Republican Party. But you, uh, as a congressman, my dad was a congressman for 14 years. And, I mean, it, it is hard to – you actually said that. You said this impeachment – presents what is really an existential question mm -hmm. for the identity of today's GOP. That's the right. party will survive, even be competitive going forward. See, that's the part where I hate you again. Um, <laughs> I, I hate it, too. I, I left it because I don't want it to be when, successful. David, when did you leave and why exactly? I forget the, the specifics. Yeah, I left um, before the 18 midterms. So, look, I, I registered as a Republican at 18 years old. And to be honest, I was never... That's not a, a lot of enough. time in the light, David. Can I just say? Okay, but go ahead. I, <laughs> I will tell you, though, I've ne I was never a good enough Republican. Yeah. But it was always along these ideological fights. Um, and so I pushed back against the Tea Party and so forth. As Trump emerged, uh, Stephanie, in, in December of 2015, I became, at the time, maybe still the only member of Republican member to go to the House well and speak out against Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, when he announced a Muslim ban, I went to the floor and called on him to drop out of the race. And the case I made to my conservative friends was based on uh, freedom of religion argument and protection of people's freedom of religion. That was December of 15 when I was still in office. I never supported him while in office. I lost the GOP along the way. I got redistricted in what was otherwise a 50-50 race. And so I lost my seat in 16. I would have loved to see how that message in 16 would have played out in a truly competitive district. Yeah. Um, we didn't get a chance to test that. I stayed on until, honestly, we were expecting our first baby. And I just knew before our baby was born, I wanted a clean break from a political party that I would have a tough time explaining to my daughter. Are the little jollies, in fact, jolly? Or oh, are they? <laughs> she, she is. I, I got to tell you or a little they? jolly thing. Uh, just before coming on, my studio <laughs> camera broke down. So I'm up with you on a laptop. And you know how it works in this COVID environment. The only place where I could find the right height for my laptop 
was on our baby's high chair. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting in front of our baby's high chair on this laptop. Says so everything you need to know about your former party. Uh, They're all screaming from a high chair. Yeah. Um, but you. But the rest of your tweet is it's very uh, GOP's very identity rests on the behavior of today's Republican senators. Their actions will yeah. forever define today's GOP. And yesterday we only got one of them. But you know, David, at 60 percent almost for Donald Trump's conviction and not That's you know right. being able to run for office before this trial started um i keep saying i don't I, I expect them to do the right thing because it's the right thing but um, don't underestimate their cowardice if public opinion moves to such a degree and this trial sure. is as strong as it appears to be from yesterday what do you think i'm a, I'm a never say never gal yeah look they're they're getting rewarded at the ballot box by continuing down this road and so they're going to do the things that that continue to to get them elected but in my tweet when i said an identity crisis that will be decided by the behavior of today's Republican parties. I mean that in a very serious way. You know, it is easy in a partisan environment. We're all always very reflexive. Even the work I do on TV and some of my fellow Never Trump colleagues, I say this about my friend Rick Wilson, but I always try to keep it in the John Meacham lane, not in the Rick Wilson lane, yeah. right? Rick's mm -hmm. great at the outrage. I try to provide the historical context because I've worked with the House for 25 years. I do believe in a historical context context what the republican senators do right now in this moment will define the identity of the republican party again they will make the case electorally about that identity but for republicans to look the other way after the events of january 6 where we know the elements of the case are there the president laid the predicate with the big lie he issued the invitation to come to washington on january 6 a date that americans otherwise wouldn't have ever contemplated and then on january 6 he went to the crowd and said no now go to the capitol with strength yeah those are the three elements of impeachable conduct and if republicans decide they're going to look the other way and wrap their defense around process it's going to be a stain on the gop for a generation yeah you know, I, I was just talking to, uh, um, among others, you know, Barb McQuaid and Malcolm Nance about this, uh, just one in particular, indicted MAGA rioter Jenna Ryan now admits that Trump lied to her about the 2020 election being stolen. I bought into a lie, and the lie is the lie. It's embarrassing. I regret everything. I li and she was the one who said, I listened to my president who told me to go to the Capitol. Mm -hmm. I was displaying my patriotism. That's right. Um, again, I don't know legally, David, how they can use obviously all of these people who not just were screaming on video that we saw yesterday but are saying in court I, trump told me to go that's um, right but you know also how many of these people are going to be rescued like this woman by their friends or family or come back to reality these QAnon people to finally because you and i are like i how can they not see this guy's a liar and a con man but it seems like some of them are i mean granted they're being prosecuted now i mean the irony here, these are all the people screaming freedom, right? And the, they're trying to take your freedom away. Well, now literally they're going to lose their freedom. They're going to jail. They're going to lose their families. They're going to lose their careers. They're going to lose their freedom because they believe Donald Trump. And, and Stephanie, this tide's going to be turned one click at a time, right? We're not going to expect our American culture to wake up tomorrow and have this mea culpa that, oh, how'd I get enraptured by Donald Trump and QAnon? But in terms of one click at a time, part of it is sending these people to jail prosecuting them for criminal activity that they might claim they were innocent and in getting sucked into, but sorry, you're an adult who acted with a rational mind to follow an irrational person. And then the other consequence that we saw just last week came from Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats against Marjorie Taylor Greene. The reason that was important was not a Republican Democratic move. It was because our FBI, going back to 2019, has said the conspiracy 
theory groups that fuel white nationalism are the greatest domestic threat we face right now. It's the conspiracy theory groups. So we're faced with this national security threat that Republican leaders have ignored. And what Nancy Pelosi did with the power of the House of Representatives last week is say, in 2021, the House of Representatives is going to push back on these conspiracy theory groups that our national security agencies have said are creating a threat. Yeah. It is an incremental move, but it, it, they are moves that we have to see continue to be executed consistently. I mean, David, speaking of you bringing up my daddy issues. Oh, um, God. <laughs> but when my dad was chairman of the RNC, David, they dealt with the John Birchers. He dealt with the John, you know, but That's is right. it me or is it not about party? It's just have people gotten crazier? Has Donald Trump enabled <laughs> people to be crazier? I just can't imagine but, my dad putting up with the Marjorie Taylor Greens when he was RNC chair. I mean, they're 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 not. It's, it's beyond but, partisanship. They're crazy people. Look, re Republicans have decided to double down on a coalition that is not expanding. And so when they engage in democracy rigging through cl closed primaries and gerrymandering reform and all these other non-reform to gerrymandering, what they are doing is they're trying to secure the last few voters they have. The Republican Party will never be a party that gets over 50 percent in a national vote if they continue down this road. But they don't see a way out of it because they have failed to moderate their ideology. Right? Look at their response when they had the reins of power. When I was there, one of my great frustrations, what they say on health care? Well, we're not going to do anything on immigration. We're not going to do anything on taxes. Sure, we'll implement disparate tax cuts because that favors our ideology. But this is a party with zero intellectual leadership and no policy interest at all. And so in any in industry, you do the things that allow you to hold on to power. And for Republicans, it's coalescing around this grievance populism that is working in the moment. But it has an expiration date, and that's what they haven't figured out. And that's why this identity crisis they're facing is going to finally bring them to the cliff, yeah. where they're going to start losing elections if they don't reset this. Well, you see they're already losing Republicans hand over fist off the rolls just since the, the election. Um, speaking that's of right. crazy people, let's talk about your home state of Florida. Now, <laughs> <laughs> You got a lot to choose from. <laughs> yeah. you, you tweeted, you tweeted, Florida stands out as the state with the highest prevalence of the UK variant of coronavirus. The new report That's estimated right. the doubling time of prevalence and positive test results at 9.1 days. It also leads the nation in reported cases with 187 infections as of Thursday. And here we see Tampa just I, in the streets, yeah. no masks, in the bars, at University of Miami, just pool parties, no masks. What? WTF with Florida, David? What? Yeah, look, so is as, a, as a Floridian, Sam I think a lot of people, I get angry, right? You feel angry. You feel like your personal health is, is being compromised when you see behaviors like that. What I will say, I've, we have a, a seasonal home in Pennsylvania, and I've had the opportunity to see a contrast in leadership from Tom Wolf, the governor of Pennsylvania, who took COVID very seriously and put public health mandates in place and the state followed. They understood the seriousness of it because they saw their governor reflect that message. In Florida, we saw a governor who hasn't taken it seriously. And so the populace represents that governor's leadership. I, it is easy in a partisan environment to take swings around public health. What I will tell you is, is, is this, how we manage the pandemic is a balancing test between economic freedom and public health. Yeah. And I think in the state of Florida, our political leaders, to include the governor and both senators, have been willing to go all in on economic freedom and ignore the public health consequences. And I think it will be a stain on their legacies as they leave office. Listen, David, you and I have already reached bipartisan ground. I said 
See, as a fiscal conservative, I appreciate that I can reuse these impeachment shirts over and over and over again. They have there's no shelf life on these. And you told me that you have you can't do that in Florida, but you have an 8645 shirt because most Republicans are too dumb to add, so no one can be offended. Oh, oh my God! What? What? Oh. Too much? Too far now? Too, too Stephanie, far. can I tell you one thing I like about your humor? I, I absolutely mean this. I'm not kissing up to you right now. I, I often say this. I think the smartest people in America are comedians. I think the smartest people in the country are people who can bring together our real life shared experiences and make us laugh about it. It is poignant, it is powerful, and it ultimately delivers a message that resonates for people to think about. Well, it's super, so, it was super sad you. for America, but thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> would you like to join my revolving pie wheel of regulars, David Jolly? I'm down on one knee. I would love to, Stephanie. Okay. I would love to. All right. Let's get going on we'll that work jingle. On a jingle. <laughs> and yeah, work um, on a jingle, yeah. please. And Thursday, uh, the 11th at 8 p.m., uh, you will be uh, with guest moderator and equally pretty Fernand Armandi for a discussion of new parties, independent <laughs> candidates um, at the what is it the sam we've linked to it what is it called the sam yeah so i'm the i'm the chairman of a group called the serve america movement it's a big tent group if you're progressive if you're conservative if you're moderate we gather around uh shared principles of problem solving accountability transparency and look we are a third party destination a new party destination for people who are perhaps leaving the republican party and not affiliating with the democratic party but we're not an alternative conservative party i don't think the, our politics needs a new conservative party. I think it needs a new big tent party where people say, look, I might not want to sign up for all of the progressive answers in the Democratic Party or all of the conservatives in the Republican Party. I want a problem solving platform where we can pick and choose what works and what doesn't. Yeah, that's the, called the Democratic Party. Most of the issues we face have answers on the left, right, and middle. We just no. don't have parties structured around that type of Big no, Ten. No, I, I, that is the Democratic Party. That is the Big Ten. I oh. do not support you in this at all. <laughs> Stephanie, oh my if God. If you are a disaffected Republican, oh. I, Stephanie, I urge you, you to question. join this oh. new party. If you are Stephanie, Demo let me ask you a question as a progressive. Would you agree that lower taxes accelerate economic growth? <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Is this a trick question? Do lower No, it's not. It's an economic question, and the answer is yes. Well, okay. It does. I Lower taxes, Excel. But, why, but do Democrats, why do Republicans only scream about the deficit? I mean, Trump just no, made No, no, no. Here, here's where I put okay. my arm but around he, you. He here's where I put my arm around you. Stephanie, here's where I put my arm around you, okay? Uh -huh. it, this is the whole point of the Serve America movement. Okay. We know data-driven policy says that lower taxes generate economic growth. But we also know as tax cuts have been implemented, it has exasperated economic inequality, particularly with disparate communities and communities of color. And we know it's driven up deficits. Right. So, Republicans only give tax, tax cuts to rich people. And the drive. Okay. <laughs> but, but that's a legitimate policy conversation to have. And the answer is not to oppose tax cuts. The answer is to figure out how can we generate enough private economic activity through the lowest tax threshold that actually brings everybody along. Okay, see, now now we've gone too long for us to even have makeup sex, so now you're going to have to come back. Because <laughs> now you started a fight, oh and now God. we don't have time. All right, love you. Goodbye, David Jolly. Thank See you, ya. David. See you, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you, David. Valentine's Day is Sunday. Don't rain on my parade. I've got plenty of time to get a girlfriend. You don't know. Could be on my hike today. Could be on my right, my bike tomorrow it could happen it could happen maybe it'll be on valentine's day i have a sunday morning hike never say never never, never too late no just with one friend 
But, you know, okay, it's Valentine's Day. Listen, I want to be ready. I do my plexiderm every morning okay. just in case. I got to do, right? In case things happen in the chaparral. It's the one thing I can control technically on a Zoom call or FaceTime call that I can't screw up. Because <laughs> I can get my plexiderm on. I look good no matter whether it's Zoom or FaceTime or whatever it is. Well, we tried to turn on your cat filter. It didn't, but we couldn't no, find it. No, not everybody. See, we can, if you can't find your cat filter, you need plexiderm. Yes. Just do it. Clinically studying a serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags. Uh, you are always Valentine's Day ready mm. with Plexiderm. Try the six-day, uh, six six-application pack for just fourteen ninety-five. free shipping. Go to getplx.com slash Steph or call 800-741-7947. The code is Steph. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Or you can call them, 800-741-7947. Say the code Steph, getplx.com slash Steph. Use that code Steph. At checkout, Plexiderm, I love it.